Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Welcome to a meaty, protein-rich edition of Hot Takes. With me as always is Brother Bishki. I smell something good. We got Brother <laughs> Lucas in the back. Fee-fi-fo-bum. <laughs> and those telltale giggles. The Lodge Mistress is with us. Blood and bones. Oh my God. Uh, this is another one of those situations where... I am so happy that we have a, a little podcast to process Ooh, true. what we just saw. Because yeah. if I just saw that in a vacuum and just like went back out into the world, I don't know what particularly I would make of it or do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I need help tonight, guys. Like, mm. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck what was that? Did we see? What the fuck did we just see? It's It's been a long <sighs> time since I came out of a film and like had a a feeling like left with a really clear sort of just I feel disgusting. I feel dirty. I feel mm. so like I could barf. <laughs> like I it, it really and I think that's a good thing. But like it really it really left me with a visceral feeling. I took a shower before hitting the town tonight, and now I need I feel like I need to take four more showers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, oh just my God. drench your soul I'm in water. Hung- hungry for some In and Out burger, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I'm with Lucas. I, sm- oh. I smell something good. So the movie is Bones. <laughs> bones. Bones and all. And <laughs> the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. Before we get into it. How do you get the protein as quick as possible into the bloodstream? A little schnapps. Well, first off, I just want to say happy birthday, Lucas. Woo! Happy birthday, Lucas. And I got a little gift for him. Ooh, Ooh yes. yes. Heavy. And before we forget. Very heavy. Let's I'll open it. I say go for it, Lucas. All rip, right. Rip I, it open. I really appreciate this. this. Yeah. Um, On the air. Here we go. This Big, is a first. Heavy. I think we did one for one year as long It ago. is a book, I this think. This is a second. It's definitely a book. It is a book. Oh, one wow. Of my, one of my favorite books of all time. Wow. It's Pauline Kael's For Keeps, 30 Years oh, at the Movies. Thanks, yes. guys. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes. My fav- one of my favorite <laughs> movie critics, and I, I was at a, uh, uh, a used bookstore in Milwaukee. Beautiful. And they, they had it on hardcover, and, and it was a pristine copy. So happy oh, birthday, Lucas. Thank you very much. I look forward to reading it. Woo! I'm a big fan. Yeah, it's yeah. Kales. It's a really, it's really my favorite, and I can tip you off to my she's favorite. truly a heavyweight of criticism yeah and i mean she put ruthless tons of work in and she's ruthless and a hothead just like you so i love it <laughs> well, thank you thank you very much <laughs> and here's the schnapps Woo! bones and all is a story of first love between Marin, a young woman learning how to survive on the margins of society and lee an intense and disenfranchised drifter 
a liberating road odyssey of two young people coming into their own, searching for identity and chasing beauty in a perilous world that cannot abide who they are. Period. Yeah. All right. A perilous, fabulous uh, 1980s world. Yes. So, 1988. To be I, yeah, I clocked it at 88. Yeah, well, she's, she's 18, yeah. She's 18. They make it very clear because she looks very young. She will just kind of stop everything and say, I am 18. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. So, yeah, 1988. You get you get that vibe. Like, before you know officially that it's 88, it... it yeah, the, the atmosphere. The, the station wagon was the tip off for the me. cars are perfect. Yeah, in it. I mean they lay it on a little thick with the shirts. I mean you got a Dawkins shirt, you got a Cindy Lauper shirt, Thundercats shirt, yeah, Thundercats, <laughs> Thundercats. Oh, but the, but oh. the eighties production design I did enjoy. Yes, very gritty, part. yeah, so very gritty. real, and not too pushy, not too pushy. Yeah, because you can definitely get too pushy in these. But yeah, and the soundtrack is it's like within reason. You got some low key Duran. Duran, you know, save a prayer. I like that. In the background, yeah, I was liking that. Do you want to go through the whole soundtrack? There's a kiss deep cut. There's a kiss song. Lick it up. Lick, lick, yeah, lick it up. And then there's um, Joy Division. Joy Division, yeah. And New Order song um, that um, pretty heavily featured. Very heavily featured. And then, but then there's not, then there's I looked it up because yeah. I was like, who's strumming the guitar on who's this? plucking away? Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did They're this. back. They're did, back, did folks. Did this score. And there is a lot of electronic, you know, synth drones, but but then there's like a lot of guitar plucking, and we'll talk about that. <laughs> so let's talk about the main thing that there is to talk about, which they give away in the trailer. Fuck you for giving away I in the know, trailer. I know. I would have come as such a surprise. But... At the very beginning, we see this young lady, and she is invited over to a sleepover. Her dad obviously doesn't, like, very obviously doesn't want her to leave the house, doesn't want her to go hang out with anybody, but she sneaks away, and there's this great 80s sleepover scene where they're all doing their nails, and she's kind of flirting with her friend under the glass coffee table, and they're kind of getting close and talking about their lives, she shows our main girl the nail polish color, and then our girl just bites onto the finger and strips the skin off the bone, mm-hmm. and we're off to the races. To the bone. Cut to main title card. This <laughs> is a cannibal love story. This is a world in which cannibals are running wild. <laughs> yeah. Quite a few of them. And oh my God. Um, they can smell each other. There's a whole new set of rules with these cannibals. So like Twilight a little bit. It's basically like vampires. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So just but cooler. Co- yes, Lucas. Cooler. That's the word I want to bring up. Because this entire movie, I couldn't figure out if it was super cool or super stupid. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out which way I was going because mm-hmm. I was going back and forth. I'm like, I was going back and forth. I'm like, yeah. is this cool or is this fucking goof tastic? It was just dirty, <laughs> dirty, <laughs> dirty, gritty, <laughs> dirty, smelly, smelly, between flies, Ugh. buzzing, Ew. flies landing on the actors' faces. Between cool Gross. and goofy is dirty, apparently. Yeah. It was <laughs> okay. dirty. So her dad abandons her and she just kind of goes on the run looking for her birth mother. 
And pretty much right off the bat, we meet our salad character. <laughs> yes. I guess I'm just a character. This character, Mark Rylance, keeps popping up. He with these does it again. <laughs> Playing himself. I know he's won an Oscar and everyone thinks he's great, but he's not an actor. He's Mark Rylance. But Playing he, but Mark Rylance. But he plays Rylance. Mark Rylance so Across well. Across the board. He is unshakable, unflappable, Ooh. just slightly off center. He yeah. plays... Like Lenny from Of Mice and Men <laughs> in all his movies. He plays Sully. <laughs> I kept thinking about Tully. I kept, <laughs> I kept, I kept, I kept thinking about, about Jake, Tom, Jake. Tom Hanks as Sully. I kept thinking about Jake Sully. <laughs> I mean, Sully is so loaded. Yeah, yeah. But this is the Hanks character. Like, Hank, if Hanks were in this movie, he mm-hmm. would relish this no, character. It, no, and it would fuck the whole broth yes, up. Yes. I'm not saying that should have happened. Ooh. No, no. Rylance I'm saying it could have happened. Rylance He's already played fast. it in Cloud Atlas, so he probably passed on it. <laughs> So Rylance is just out to lunch, and the lunch is human flesh. Yeah. And he smells her at the bus stop, and he's like, I smell you. I I could smell you from a mile away. You're looking... For direction, <laughs> yeah, he's an amazing creeper. Oh, he's he's the he, he's the ultimate creeper. Yeah. He's like very your, De Niro and Kate Fear, kind of for me a little bit. A little bit. He's like your great uncle at Thanksgiving, yeah. who's probably got dementia, but yeah. no one's taking him to the doctor to get diagnosed. They're just so looking they just the other way. Weird. They're just like, oh, Uncle Sully says the darndest things, doesn't yeah, he? He carries a he knife around. Sometimes it's off. got dried blood on it. <laughs> He so, carries a bag of hair. He carries a bag of braided hair, hair that's all braided together from his victims that he eats. Like a hundred. Which is <laughs> which is cool. Like that's one of those moments where I was like, whoa, this is cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm like, oh, that's creepy. Because I, I did not find him inherently threatening. I did. You I did. did. Yes, okay. I did for sure. I, right. it, 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 it hit me in a way that. Mm-mm. Maybe because I feel like I could beat the shit out of him. You know, like maybe that's part of it. Like I really didn't, I wasn't worried about him. <laughs> I, I, was very, I was very worried. I got As more worried As a female, when he came I was back. very worried. When, I don't know. when he sure. came back, I was very worried. Sure. You have to be worried about anyone who you can't tell if they're happy or sad. Like if they're just <laughs> monotone, like I'm going to just take you, let's go around back and we'll talk inside. That's a good and, point. Yeah. If they're laughing, but tears are coming down their face, <laughs> like what, what are they doing? Like what's going on in your mind, dude? So she gets a spidey sense that it's time to leave him alone, and she gets back on the Greyhound. That the Greyhound, those seats looked nice. They were like leather. That, Was they, that like they, how they, it used they to found be? Found an old Greyhound bus. Yeah, and, and that, those were the days, man. Yeah. So she <laughs> she keeps she keeps on moving. She's her final destination is Minnesota. Yeah, but we're waiting <laughs> nice. in the waiting in the wings in uh, what. I guess Ohio. I'm going to think Missouri. Maryland? Missouri, yeah. Uh, Missouri? They no, keep no. showing us where they end up. They yeah. go all across they this go, great nation. Yeah. The Midwest of this great this is nation. Americana. But but waiting in the wings, we were in a um like a convenience store, and there's our boy. Shock Tim, of pink hair. Shock of, shock of pink mullet. <laughs> Tim Chalamet. He's back, y'all. The thinking man's wolf hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good characterization. Now... Yeah. Lodge Mistress. Yeah. You've been exposed to a lot of Chalamet. Yep. Is he a good actor? Uh, okay, that, that's not the question I thought you were going to ask me. <laughs> I, I was prepared for is the question. Is he sexy? Yes. And okay. I will say, and this is the first film where I have found him to be attractive 
oddly. Okay. Like there was something about his acting or just maybe it was the, I don't know his what pants? it was, mm. his hair color. It, something was working. The hair was it, perfect. It, it, there was His it, hair's always perfect. I yeah. mean, he's shirtless and it's kind of gross because he's so skinny Bones. and Bones. pale. But like there was something about him that was sexy. Now, is he a good actor? I'm mm. going to tell you. I felt like he was given good sexy vibes in some of this, but his more emotional scenes, I was not buying. He's kind of mumbly. I, yeah, I, he was playing James Dean in this. Yeah, I yeah. don't know that he's he's the best, but he has a, he has a spark. He, he has a quality. He has I it. I mean, he has, he has it. it. Yes. He has it. As nope. we saw in Don't Look Up, which also had Rylance. And he looked similar in that. But, but, <laughs> but and we, I didn't see that. But we know that he can be funny. Right. And that's what I was kind of hoping with this, but Luca Guad, the director, Luca Guadagnino, does not have a sense of humor, really. And that, is, that is a problem. That is kind of the problem because I was bringing my own humor to this. What yeah. I was doing when I was having my dark moments, because this is over two hours and it feels it. Yeah. Mm. When I was in my dark moments of thinking it was stupid, I was like, okay. What if instead of eating people, they just all were piss freaks? They love drinking piss. Yeah. Like, but it's got to like be pissed straight out of like a yeah. urethra, like, like hot piss. Straight out. Straight <laughs> out. Yeah. Like, what would that do to this movie? No, like you tweak it a little bit. I was entertaining myself yeah. because they take it so seriously. Yeah, it, could, it should be. Um, I mean, you could do many live rewrites of this, but it <laughs> should be a fun. Dark. Like, it should be like a fun, dark cannibalistic horror movie yes and it's what not, is it it's and it's kind of it kind of sometimes turns into that sort of but you could also even, you could also even put the satire spin on it where they only eat the rich or something you know yeah, yeah. there's a right. lot of spins you can put on it so, and, yeah the vampires but, got jealous and drained the fun out of this because there was none ultimately yeah. what i thought is they want to make a depressing you know, drug uh, addiction movie. That's because, what I was thinking. Because it's clearly drug addiction, <sighs> and they're they too, even spell it out. They're yes. like uh, every junkie I've seen. It looks just like you. Yeah, and they're just like you know, miserable in love, and just like I got to get my next fix. Yeah. And, you know, it's just we got to we got to find my mom to trace where this addiction propensity came from. Yeah, and it's like. <sighs> Man, you got the cannibal thing, but back on, which is unique. Back, anyway. back on the humor front, they run into Michael Stuhlbarg and David Gordon Green, <laughs> correct? As a couple other eaters, David Gordon can, Green, director of Halloween, <laughs> Halloween ends, and, and Halloween, Halloween kills. kills. <laughs> you got those reverse. I think it's Halloween I, I, kills. I, 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 we randomized them. We, we did randomize. So them. Uh, they <laughs> can smell them, and they just—they're just like out in a clearing, and they have like a just a beer party out in the middle, like. They had a 30-pack, a dirty 30 of yeah. Budweiser. David Gordon Green has a Dawkins shirt on, and this is set up for a some, showdown. Or some humor. Yeah. You know, like or like, a horse or a whore set piece. Everybody like, came yes. to play, but they just every everything's so low-key and like realistic. Mm-hmm. That it's like, why bother? They just drive away, and that's the end of end of those. Guys. Never see those guys again. I yeah. really thought that it was going to be since they introduced this idea of like you're not supposed to eat other eaters. That's like the one thing you don't do. Well, says Sully. Says says Sully and <laughs> Sully's rules. But like, this should have been called Sully's rules. But, but so I thought that they were going to try to eat them. So I was scared the whole time. Right, and they want you to be scared because they're ratcheting it up. You know, they're they're getting more and more weird, but then, yeah, 
That guy was scaring me, man. The yeah. guys in no, this were Stuber's scaring great. me. He's great in every single thing he's in. Yeah. And this is no exception, but it just doesn't, like, like the director doesn't give a shit. You know, I know it's based on a novel. I don't know what the fuck this novel is. I was is. shocked at that, by the way. I was the, shocked the screenwriter, David Kajinijic or whatever, it made Perfect. sense. He uh, <laughs> he does some dark horror scripts. So I was like, okay, this is like a spec he must have banged out over the pandemic or whatever. And then it was like based on the book. And I was like, never mind. So they keep <laughs> driving and driving. And go through driving. Iowa and driving. We go into Minnesota and we finally get to a little place called Fergus Falls. But not before she meets up with Jessica Harper. Oh, no. I thought that was in Fergus. No. Oh, no. That was that was at a that hotel. Was that was in Bagley. 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 I'm sorry. Where was, what was in Fergus? Oh, I get, I, yes. I get I'm sorry. You know, Jessica first Harper we were, was Brian De Palma actor, right? She was. Jessica Harper, it was in the original Suspiria. Yeah. Oh. Ah, 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 ah. And, and in some Woody Allen films, and yeah, and got it. She does not have a Minnesota accent, but no, it's nice to see her. Anyway. I think she's <laughs> Illinois. She, she looks very real. She shows our main character. Everybody look real. Marin, some photos of her mom, and then basically is like, never come back. And I recognize the photo, and we're going to get to her in Fergus Falls. We go to Fergus Falls, which I've been to. I was, I've never been to Bagley, and I'm like. Are they making shit up? And yeah. then they talked about Fergus Falls, and I'm like, oh, shit. You've been to the mental institution? I, <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> no. Fergus in mental infirmary. So she goes to the infirmary. She keeps she keeps telling Chalamet, just stay outside. He, like, he He's just her driver, basically, at this point. <laughs> and she goes in there, and there's a nice nurse that takes her down the hall and connects reconnects her with her mom. And I didn't, I could not recognize this actress. But, drum roll please, it is Chloe. Chloe Savigny. And she apparently has chewed off her own hands. Both of them. And can't really <laughs> From the speak. elbow down. And can't really speak. But so we, we, get a, we get a catatonic version of it. Because she's all Thorazined out. We yeah. hear her voice through a letter that she wrote to her daughter 15 years prior. And very halting, struggling VO. And <laughs> uh, she's basically like... You shouldn't have come. I was hoping your father would never tell you about me. And then there's a sudden attack because she wants to kill her and like end the bloodline or mm -hmm. something. And that editing was pretty cool. I mean, it was very like, you know. It's clever. It, it was, was a it was a nice narrative device. And it woke it us up. It, it woke us up. It, it was exciting. Yeah. yeah, it worked. So she gets out of there. Time to drive. <laughs> That's where the movie, because because the thing is, the like, second she walked out, I was like, "You're like, where where does the movie go?" Yeah, because it was like kind of a road trip to see your mom, and then I realized we got another forty five minutes of this movie left. As long as you in a road trip picture, if you have a destination of even a vague one, mm -hmm. we feel like we're done once we get there. That, yeah. We feel like we're done once we get there, but it also. Yeah. If you're into the movie, it can keep you on the rails, even if it's just super vague. It's like you see that they're getting closer. They're at least getting closer to the big goal. And once you get to Fergus Falls and it's time to leave, where what are we doing? But, what are we doing? Well, here? what's happened is old Timothy yeah. has <laughs> this is this just bothered me. <sighs> it was like they're at the carnival. She's like, I'm hungry. Yeah, the carnival. And then he he selects their next victim. It's a carny with a 
Mona Lisa shirt on. And the thing that makes him bad or fine enough to kill <laughs> is that he like swindles a kid. Yes. Okay. It's like the very basic swindle. It's like the softball into the into the milk bottle routine. And, and so, he's a carny. That's what they do. Oh, Carnies right. are there to swindle. So like then, that's what they do. Right. So then they meet up afterwards. He's like, you know, gonna meet up and I don't know, whatever, kill, kill him. Smoke and, weed. Then, and then they make out, which I did think that was sexy. I was one. That, that whole scene There's to me was very sexy. Hey, you. Get over here. You're sexy certified. They, they go into the cornfield. Chalamet is jacking this dude off from behind. <laughs> and I was like... Is Mill- Millie's probably yes, loving this? I did, and she and the girl. <laughs> I like their kiss before they they get in the there. The girl is creeping through the corn, so we got a cornfield voyeur yeah. situation going on, and the guy's like, "Ah, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come," and then right when he does, <laughs> Chalamet slashes his throat. Which I thought he could should have let him come and then slash his throat, but whatever. That's very kind of you. And then they both <laughs> feast. On his writhing body. Yes. Oh, that was hard for me to watch. It was very hard. I felt so bad for the guy, the character, because I was like, he's just trying to make a living. Yes. It gets even worse. He's hit the jackpot because it's like Timmy Shaw's, and they do him so dirty. Oh. Like, it gets even worse. It, it gets even worse. It just bummed me out. Because their their whole grift is they kill somebody, they eat them, and then they... Take their car and then go back to their place and to, steal their stuff. And to shower. And, and, and squat. And yeah, squat. Shower and squat. So they go back to this this Carney's house, and he's got a wife and a small baby. They mm. see in the window, and that's when she's pissed and gets really mad at him. She can't N- not because it. he he killed someone, but because yeah. he killed someone with a family. Weird. I thought that was just well. Weird. That's that's what gets all weird about having two cannibal heroes. It's like, how do you root for these folks? <laughs> right. Know? And what is their moral compass at that point? Like, yeah. I guess they're trying to figure it out. She's yeah, she's just trying to figure it out. But to have that be what kind of breaks them up it is breaks annoying. Them up. Is annoying as a viewer. So and Chalamet with his other guy that he ate, that guy was harassing a woman in the convenience store. So he's always there's always a Dexter quality. Sure. You know, like he's killing sure. an asshole. <laughs> Yeah. But just an asshole. <sighs> but really what just needed to happen was they needed to split up for a little bit so that they could come back together. What do you, well, what do you think of the chemistry between these two? Because I didn't feel it was off the charts. I thought it was no. pretty Yeah, I thought flat-lined. the lead gal was a little boring. I was yeah. like, really? This was the gal that blew everyone away that is our lead? Because yeah. I, I was struggling to Same, like, really yeah. care about anything. She never felt truly dirty to me. She had more chemistry with the girls, and Timothy had more chemistry with that gentleman, in my Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely. I mean, but, but I still enjoyed their, you know, whatever their love story, but... yeah. But I don't think they had the hot, hottest chemistry. And then they're just driving around for I a while. I thought we were going to drive to California. I didn't know when we were I didn't know. Been, yeah, when was it going to be over? I had no clue. And again, like, I don't like that I've been checking my my watch lately. But yeah, I did it for Fableman. I had to again. And I, I had like, to check it we? for this. Once they were in Nebraska, I'm like, now what? Mm-hmm. Like whenever I find myself literally in Nebraska, I am checking my watch. Like, how soon can I get out of here? Yeah. <laughs> so the same holds Oof. for this film. Oof. 
That's about as far as they get. And then we go to Ann Arbor. And then they go to they Ann Arbor, to Michigan. Real, they can reconnect. They split up. They reconnect. They have just a great middle class existence. <laughs> for a while. I was for, I was jamming it. For she a was montage. reading a lot of books. She's which reading I was Clan of the into. Cave Bear. Yeah. They're sharing cigarettes while making fucking breakfast. Everybody's having a great time. Shelmay's sister has been introduced. I don't. I have to get into. All I didn't care for any of Shalomay's backstory or no, no. any of that. No, like, no. And just, I didn't buy it. I didn't. But I don't like even that he ate her, ate his own dad. I don't yeah, care. I don't care. Who cares? It <laughs> wasn't it. emotional. Yeah. I feel like that scene should have happened like in the first act, not at like the end of the movie. Or just yeah. fuck it. So we're, we're at the end. <laughs> we're at the end of the movie, and our salad character. Oh, he returns. Returns. Oh, for the dirtiest scene. Oh, so dirty. Oh. This has to be the salad drink. Yes, it is. So she comes home to her <laughs> shared apartment with Shalvey. Shalvey is nowhere to be, <laughs> nowhere to be seen. But there's a telltale leather satchel on the bed, and she's like, "Uh oh, she can smell something's up." <laughs> and there's Sully pins her to the bed with his little knife, oh. and he's talking about himself in the third person. He's like, "You don't like Sully." Oh. <laughs> it's never a good sign. It's like yeah. Gollum, and he's uh. drooling on her. Oh. He's just that drool that comes out of his mouth is amazing. Uh. And she's just trying to figure out, like, you know, what's my angle? He see, he like rests his head on her chest, and then she sees Shalve creeping in the door, and he's wearing a kid, <laughs> kid's blouse or something, <laughs> which makes it which makes it like funny. But he comes in, sneaks up, big old tussle, knife flying around, knife kind of a. Uh, hits Chalamet. We don't know where or how deep, but he seems to know. He gets a look on his face like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's inevitable almost. Uh, <laughs> I hate that. They get old Sully in, like, some sort of, like, well, they put full a, Nelson. Yeah. And then she takes his knife and just stabs the shit out of him. While he has a plastic bag yes. over his yes. So he's, like, breathing in and out of the plastic uh. bag. And then... It's at this point in the movie... Yes. ...that a very important event happened in the theater. Yes. Four people with ten minutes left in the movie... <laughs> They were Walked done. Out. They were done. Like none of nothing before in the movie <laughs> apparently affected them. They were there for two hours and like five minutes. Yeah, and then they're like, "Nope." Oh, this. It, oh, they're actually going to eat this guy. No, it was way. hard to watch that though. I didn't like this scene. No, it was gross like as it. hell, pull, but it's just hilarious. Shalomay pulls him into the bathtub. I, this was a great vision. Shalomay pulls him into the bathtub. And then she like what dig digs into his intestines, Open intestines and yeah. like digs his heart out yeah. or something. Yeah, I, think she, I think she squeezes his heart. Yeah. And as that was happening, I saw the silhouettes of all the heads yeah. just Ooh. leave it. And it was a pretty full theater. Mm -hmm. People did not budge. There were two girls behind us that were Chalamet freaks that were just like giggling and whispering the whole time, but they didn't leave. There were two guys I walked out in the first act at the first kill. Oh, yeah. yeah, There were two dudes that like wow. wandered in from the Americana at Brand, and I don't think they knew what they were getting into, so they, they left after the first old lady got eaten. And just to round out this audience talk, <laughs> like right before this big salad dragon kill at the end, a dude came in with two full beers. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're getting toasted for this it's like, ending. It's like last 10 minutes. <laughs> 
just <laughs> guzzling these beers. beers. I'm like, good on you. I'm jealous. <laughs> there, so, was, there was a couple in front of us on a date, and whenever yes. there was like techno music, the guy would start dancing yes. in the oh, seat, yeah. and then there were girls sitting next to them, and the one girl like next to the date was annoyed at his dancing, so she kept looking <laughs> over and like shooting daggers at him, and he was just oblivious. That's just, what like, happens when you have out. a highly populated theater. There's gonna be there's gonna be some tension. There was some a lot of vibes clashing. So. Uh, then Chalamet, they both realize that he's been stabbed in the lung and he's having trouble breathing and some air's coming out uh, of the wound. Did and she stab him or did he? No, no. The other dude did. Sully did. Oh, Sully okay. did, yeah. And earlier it had been mentioned that the real rush and the real high and the real pinnacle of their existence and of cannibalism is to eat someone bones and all, which means eat it all. Including <laughs> the bones, the skull, <laughs> and she's like, "That's not possible." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Sully's talking about it too. He's like, "I really want to find somebody to bone down with." And there's a lot of bone talk. So by the end, you're like, "Okay, who's gonna be bones and all eaten? Is it gonna be Sully?" And then when you realize old Chalamet is not long for this earth, he starts talking about it. He's like, "Eat me." Bones and all. <laughs> and then, and then mercifully, you know, he starts. He starts going, "Hey, man!" And then they mute him and they bring in a song. So, thank you, Godfather Three style. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly, Lucas. Godfather Three. I thought style. the same thing. I thought, thank you, thank for just you bringing for a muting song him. And she just starts like gnawing down on his nipple or something. <laughs> Uh. Mm, mm, mm. And then we get one last look at a simpler time when they were hugging out in a field in Nebraska. <sighs> Lodgemaster, this the time has come. Well, you know what, Bishke, you've been so excited mm -hmm. for me to say this. Yeah, I want to <laughs> gift this experience to you. So oh go forth. I've, I've never done this, and I, it's with great pride and great pleasure that I'm going to say. Let's go to those bones and all bones! Time to bone down. It's time to bone down. And on top of that, you don't have to be first to bone. Lucas, the birthday boy is first to bone. Oh, yeah. First to bone. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think I fell asleep during Luca Guadagino's last movie, which was the Suspiria remake, yeah. which we yeah. recorded in the parking garage, I think, of the AMC Burbank 6. Yes, that's a very interesting episode. In the before <laughs> go times. back and listen to that. Wow. I think we had like eight guests. Wow. And so, yeah, when I heard about this, I was, I was confused because I thought it was a sequel to Call Me By Your Name. Oh, wow. For some reason. Because Chalamet. Yeah, I don't know why. And it's also I, weird I that, that Army Hammer, like, yeah. was supposed to be in Luca, <laughs> Luca addressed the cannibalism thing, and he's like, no, that had nothing to do with oh, Army. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. Was okay. Army going to be the Chalamet character before? I don't know, but you would think that he'd get the gang back together if, yeah. uh, if, if Army was, was available. <laughs> but when yeah. I saw the trailer in the theater, I think, it didn't really do anything for me and it kind of gave me like student feature vibes sure because it just looks so threadbare and just a lot of kind of indie emo like <laughs> want to come with me or not like let's go it's like, very emo for? like don't you want to go somewhere like out west like come on <laughs> um 
But uh, yeah, seeing this in the theater was interesting, and it's like very well made. Like it's it's like like that shot where she's sneaking out of her bedroom. There's like these shadows, like the yeah, moon yeah. is like sh- like showing like the wind blowing, like yeah. the foliage. I noted that too. That was a great and there were just shot. little details like that where I just you know you don't ever get to see them in movies, you know, because most movies are just so manufactured and glossy, like and fake. Yeah, you don't ever pick up on any little nuanced detail in the landscape or this production definitely design. Is isn't manufactured or glossy. No, it feels it feels like it feels very authentic it's to the time sticky. period. Like yeah. they went back in time and 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 shot it like in 86 sure. or whatever. But yeah, I was confused with like the the cluttering of all these different eaters coming out of the woodwork where it didn't really go anywhere. I feel like you could have Mark Rylance, but to throw in Stuhlberg and David Gordon Green as like I don't know, red herrings or something that you think it's like, oh, this is going to come back later and it doesn't. Redneck herrings. But I guess they're just out there, which is even like scarier. But at the end, when Rylance showed up, I was confused again because I was like, he's like, where's your boyfriend? And I'm like, <laughs> can't he smell people like a half yeah. a mile That's away? Yeah. And then too. when Chalamet tiptoed behind him, I'm thinking, well, maybe Chalamet's not an eater. Maybe he just eats people to be like cool or whatever. To be an edgelord. And that's why uh, Mark Rylance couldn't smell him. But then I'm like, no, I think I'm pretty sure Timmy Chalamet <laughs> was an eater too. Yeah. So I guess that's just a contrivance I have to overlook. Sure. Um, Oh, God, I'm feeling generous tonight. You know, I'm, just, I'm holding this Pauline Kale book yes. in my lap back here. Aww. So I'm going to give it two and a half bones. Two and um, a half from Lucas. Yeah, it was just, it, I wish it was shorter, but it was very, very just well-crafted. And like some of the Ooh. shots and things were great. And like that that sleepover, like the first 15 minutes just yeah, yeah. riveting. Like I'm just glued to the screen like, wow. Kale probably would have loved this. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then as it unfolded, maybe less and less, but. But yeah, very, very solid. Two and a half from the birthday boy. Wow. And you were yeah. awake. I saw you. Alert. I noted it. Those seats uh, are terrible <laughs> in that theater. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those old school theaters. Converted with the, from, what was it before? Pacific It was theater. a Pacific, yeah. yes. Yeah. We're at the Americana tonight. Uh, Lodge Mistress Millie. I can see how somebody might give this like really high bones. I, I feel like I could see how this would be like somebody's like uh, masterpiece, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like some people are really going for but, it. But that's not me with this because I mainly I just don't like the way it made me feel. And mm. maybe some people, again, think that that is the sign of a good movie. But I feel gross. I feel disgusting. It, to me, it was very dark hearted. Mm. Yes, there was a romance, but it was just like all these. It was so much loneliness and and just hovel after hovel that they visit. Maybe and like, part of it is that I, you and I don't really enjoy camping. You yeah, know? no, and I these don't. Are, these are people that will sleep out it, under the, the stars. No, uh, the camping for me was a great relief. <laughs> oh, you I, like that? I hated their houses that they would go in. I was like, damn, these people are living Those are real. real. Houses, yeah. Like, they are living too real for me right too now. Real. Especially with, like, just cannibalism. It was like the combination. I didn't like that, like, too real with cannibalism. It just didn't work for me. Mm. Humorless. I mean, there was some really admirable stuff in it. I did like, like, they were. he was getting slaughtered, and then they kind of cut outside to this idyllic. Yes. Like view, and that then they cut great. back in, and they just drag him. But it was just, it it hurt too much. Yeah, this this movie kind of hurt me. It's dark hearted, and it was, it, yeah, it, it, it yeah, it professed to be a, a love story. But then I just kept thinking, like, I feel so bad for her. She's just gonna 
they ended with them like, you know, snuggling kind of naked against each other. But like, I just kept thinking like she has no one and that's how they're ending this film. It's like he's dead and she's never going to find anybody else. Mm -hmm. And it's just loneliness, 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 blood, dirt, sweat, and just really longing for a shower. I... (sighs) Would give it two and a half, but, mm. and this is not a Brother Ben slump. This is just like an F you slump. Don't make me feel this way slump. And that's, <laughs> that's a, that's a Brother Ben slump. Well, I, I gotta, to I gotta just passionately Brother Ben slump this to two. It's a Brother Ben slump, y'all. Boom. That's fair. That's very fair. Because honestly, I had to close my eyes at some of the murder stuff because it was just too. It vicious. hurt too much. It mm-hmm. was there was a vicious, malicious thread to this that I just I don't like, and I don't want want to watch, and I don't want to feel that way. That's a two boner from the lodge yep. mistress. It was agonizing to get you down to that too, but I admire you working through it. Thank you. Now, brother Bishke, there was no eye trauma, so you were probably okay to watch this whole thing. My eyes were mostly open. A few of the digs into the body, yeah, 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 were, got get get me a little queasy. But but this had a lot going for it. I thought setting in '88 was and 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 with the level of production design at that time was very um, appealing to me. Yeah, a lot of the musical choices. A big you know fan, and then um, also. Um, Coming off of Don't Look Up, I was, you know, Chalamet and, and Rylance were- Chalamet and Rylance together again. We're a laugh fest in that. So I was like, oh, they'd probably be good together here. And then <clears throat> I do like road movies in general, road trips. I like road trips in general as a, as, as a, as a road tripper. Hell yeah. But uh, <laughs> also do like just movie, you know, movies on the road generally work. But this one was like, yeah, it was the the bone train was going up and down, and yeah. I was like, not like way high or way low, but it was always around two bones, and I was like, do you want to make you know kind of a, a fun cannibal movie, <laughs> or do you want to make a really depressing you know drug addiction movie? And he was kind of stuck between them. So I don't, I, yeah, Luca. I don't do? know. I don't know what about. I do? don't know about this Luca. <laughs> and I'm right there with the Lodgeman. So I'm gonna give it two bones. Two bones um, from Brother Bishki. Yeah, two bones and all. Yeah, my main issue, I think we hit on it, is that there's no humor in this. Yeah, I was making my own, and there's there's some there's places where it like seems like it wants you to maybe be free to laugh, like. Chalamet dancing around to lick it up, you know, and just the whole sleepover situation was funny in how shocking it was, Mm -hmm. but it's not designed to have any levity at all. And for me personally, with my taste, that's a problem, especially considering how silly I found the whole conceit to be. (laughs) Yeah. So if I'm there, you know, watching these two kiss vigorously with blood all over their face and I'm thinking about them drinking piss, that's not a good sight. You know, like I'm making my own entertainment out of your movie. And, you know, maybe that's not fair, but if your movie's over two hours and it's this aimless and I'm not fully locked in to what you're selling, I can't, I can't go above two and a half. I'm really at a two, but I do agree with you, Lucas, that it is well made. So I'm going to Brother Ben bump it up to two and a half. It's a Brother Ben bump, y'all. Oh, nice. Yeah, because the other thing I like is just that motif of the audio cassette, like her dad kind of telling her her backstory. It's a little cheesy, but it it, uh, it works. It I liked it. Keep, I it, it helps keep things moving. Yeah, it, I appreciated it makes, that it makes at least. you feel like you're on some sort of 
plot tracks. Yeah. You know? right. I'm not saying every movie needs to have a completely understandable plot through line. Like some of my favorite movies don't have that. Mm-hmm. But when you're driving through Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you gotta <laughs> give me something. Just the Reznor score didn't help it like it's pretty if you were all over it was all over every scene there was like no non like you're you're in the 80s like give give us some at least some 80s music i mean there's a few needle drops but it's pretty saccharine and sometimes when shit's going sideways there's like some glitchiness or some behind it yeah but overall it's like when they would drop that main theme Sometimes I would be into it, and sometimes I'd just be like, what the fuck are we watching? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And, and I just couldn't get over, like, surely they would get caught. Like, these MFers right. would get caught. Maybe yeah, that's why they said they, it in uh, the 80s. Well, do, is there a cop in the whole movie? I don't think there is. There, she well, does see a couple cops, okay. and she looks at a police cafe. station. Okay. But they're not, I'm glad they didn't bring the cops into it. They're but. not doing yeah, anything. Yeah, I kind of like the a hard cops. charging detective who has a hunch. <laughs> these guys are <laughs> all connected. These guys were hard charging towards lunch. Like those yeah. those two cops just were heading into the diner. So yeah, that's bones and all, folks. We got some middling bones. Bone down. Want to be disgusted? You know what to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I mean I am looking forward to you know looking into the reviews of the people that really ate this up, bones and all. Yeah. Because I know they're out there, and people are talking Oscars. Like what? No way. About that. If but... Mark Rylance gets Ooh. another nomination for his fucking. <laughs> oh man. I mean I I don't know. I might have to just give it up for him and root for him, but. I don't know. Bones and all did not tickle our funny bones. There's a lot to talk about with this one, though. Like, so it's true. So it's not like necessarily like stay away. It's no. There's there's qualities that this movie has. It's just like I I think I can definitely see how you could be really passionate about this movie for sure. Yeah, it reminded me of American Honey, uh, the Andrea Arnold movie. I missed Sasha Lane and Shia LaBeouf. Similar Mm -hmm. vibe, except instead of cannibalism, they're like selling magazine subscriptions. I think smoking a lot of weed would help. Good. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe yeah. If, if I ever see it again, I'll try out that experiment. <laughs> but it could be fun, like Natural Born Killers. Yeah. No, 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 not smoking weed. You got to take an edible. You got to eat an edible. Oh, eat yeah. it. You got to eat it. Milligrams and all. Lodge Mistress, <laughs> thank you for joining us tonight on this road trip. Wow. Yes. Mm, Happy birthday, Luke. Happy yes. birthday. Thanks. Let's all go take a shower at the Y. Love, love and light. Love and light. Get boned.
story. 